0: Back the rug, everybody. Move all the tables and chairs. We're gonna have a Alright, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro DeBell Tequila Studios. 877-37 Grind. Alright, before we transition into NBA, um, <clears throat> let's uh Let's continue our discussion, but let's go to Facebook Live. We've got uh, some checking in. We've got David Burns checking in. Where's David Burns checking in from? Uh, um, Cedar Hill, Texas. Cedar Hill, Texas. What the hell is Cedar Hill, Texas? Where is that about? Do you know? Well, I'm, I'm from Texas, I'm asking somebody from Ohio where's Cedar Hill, Texas going to be at? I should shame myself, but where that kind of is from here. But anyway, David Burns checking in from Cedar Hill, Texas. Um,. What you got, uh, you got um, about south of Dallas? South of Dallas, okay. Um, I'm Southwest, but. all right. So, Dave is checking in on a few things. Uh, he said, Question is Broncos and Raiders a rivalry game? Yeah, David, it is. Um, it's been lopsided for the last seven to eight games. Um, either one of these teams have really been that irrelevant in the last seven to eight years. I know the Raiders. You know, made a little wild card appearance a few years ago, but it's it's a rivalry game.
1: Well, I think that raises the question because there was years there years, and I think that they're still even trying trying to fight to make it a rivalry again. But when the Browns weren't competitive in the AFC North, was the was the Browns Steelers really still a rivalry, or had the yeah. had the Ravens and and Steelers kind of taken over that spot? Mm-hmm. Um because when two when two teams are at, at, down at the bottom of the division, I mean, they're, what are they really fighting for?
0: The bottom line is, you're, you're and, and again, I I give you a pass because you're you're a different from a different generation, and I know y'all think of things different. You've got the definition of a robbery wrong. The robbery is what the fans make it. There it doesn't matter whether the Browns were sucking or it doesn't matter whether Denver Raiders, the fan base hate each other. That causes the robbery. It doesn't matter where you it doesn't matter whether you a playoff team or you done or whatever. Now they always tell you sometimes if it's really robbery It's not as lopsided, but if you look at the body of the work, Denver for a good chunk dominated the Raiders. No, because the majority of the fan bases hate each other. If if you go poll Denver fans, real Denver Bronco fans, and you had to really look in the division and you had to really look, say, who's really the right? Who do you really hate? People like now it's Kansas City fatigue for Denver fans because it's like you've been dominated from them for seven, six years now. You're not accustomed to that. If you're if if you're at the age from, I don't know, maybe thirty five to forty five to fifty around that age. Or I would say more really forty to, let's say, fifty to fifty five years of age, even sixty. You're not used to seeing domination of Kansas City that long as they had over Denver. But you those fan bases that I speak of and that age, you can stomach that a lot more than you can with the Raiders. There's a hate there with the Raiders. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a robbery. Uh, I'm not gonna that ain't no like I mean I know some shows they'll sit there and and I think First Take did this, I don't know, I saw this come across my radar like a few months back, I think with Russo and Mad Dog, like the top yeah. robberies in sports. You ain't gonna put Raiders in Denver's no top robbery in sports, but to the two fan base in that division, hell yeah. Now Davis owed Mike screw Mike Shanahan out of money when he left. Mike Shanahan made sure everybody knew it was Raiders Week. We have honestly Denver hasn't had a coach since Mike Shanahan that's really embraced Raider Week like it is. But no, like even if you want to go to the example of Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Uh, is Ben the, talking about how much he owns Cleveland? How many times Ben went into Cleveland and won in Cleveland and the hate between both well, quarterbacks
1: Pittsburgh? went into Cleveland and one in Cleveland? John, look at, at the, the
0: Bears Packers, we have that this weekend. How that's much, a rivalry. That's a rivalry. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a rivalry. I see where you're going. I, I, I Packers- understand, Lions. right? I understand where right, you're what, what, what separates a division game. For making it a real Well, rivalry. Packers and Lions ain't nowhere close to Packers and Bears. The I've even though I'm an NFL historian, old school guy, I even came in here uh, last year on these airwaves and told NFL stop giving us Packers. I understand it's the oldest rivalry in football; they've been playing against each other for over 100 years. But stop putting them in primetime and forcing that down to everybody else's throat when the Bears haven't held their end of the bargain. That's but that doesn't mean that ain't a rivalry though. Like when you go, just stick it to Cleveland in the North. Like when you talk about Pittsburgh and the Ravens, there was a time when you go to the early 2000s, the 90s to the late 90s, midnight to those that Ray Lewis, Pittsburgh, those were that was hard hitting like, you know, bloodbaths. You know, I think they had a streak of like 15 games they've played in a row that they only was decided by three or four or less points. That's a robbery. But Cleveland and Pittsburgh, because of the close proximity and the way fans and the way Browns fans can be about Pittsburgh and how Pittsburgh trolls Cleveland because we come in your house and beat you. That's Pittsburgh and Cleveland. There's hate there. It don't matter if Cleveland's been at the bottom. There's there. That's robbery. The, players and coaches don't decide the robberies. The fans do. The fanatics. That's my opinion. That's just what it is. But um you have some of your super rivalries, like the ones that everybody knows about yankees boston that train if you're not even a seam head or pay attention to baseball you know yankees and boston don't like each other um if you're basketball celtics lakers there was a celtics sucked all in the 90s for the most part they still hated the lakers it's still a robbery you know um those are the mega ones michigan ohio state so you have your casual, when I say casual, like the big robberies, those are robberies where you don't even have connections to either one of those teams or colleges, but you know there's hate over there. That's one of the top robberies. Raiders and Denver ain't there. It ain't even close to that. But to that fan say, base. I didn't,
1: I didn't know about Raiders and Denver hate. Oh, yeah, man. To me, yeah. it's just a division game.
0: No, it, it's it's hate. It's a Shanahan-made it Raider hate. It's hate, man. It's hate. Uh, Bronco 60 even tell you that. And he questions that I'll check his I'll question his credentials. Yeah, man. Kansas City's fatigued with Denver fan. I never really minded Kansas City too much because I got respect for Andy Reid since she coached at Philly. Uh I like Patrick Holmes, was fortunate to to meet him one time before he became big Patrick Mahomes of the Super Bowl interview him. He was a nice young man at the time. Um I've had no – it's bothered me because, again, I'm to the age group. I'm not used to having anybody dominate Denver. And that Denver put that division on the map. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm not used to it. I've accepted it because I've got respect for Andy Reid, and I know I'm witnessing a generational quarterback talent in Patrick Mahomes. But now enough is enough. I mean, they just got their third Super Bowl ring, so enough is enough. Um, and that's why I think I've been so hard on Kansas City this year because – it, and I would say even in the offseason, because I'm like, man, y'all have been winning. Y'all won a Super Bowl. Why are y'all acting like y'all just got here? And you see that residue? That's what, he, that's what he backsliding into the postseason right now. But no, man. So answer your question, David Byrne. Yes, it's a robbery, man. And the other one I would say, but Ron Revere will get a job anywhere in the NFL. Not no more, David. I disagree with that. Ron Rivera, if, if you want to talk about maybe a coordinator job, and I don't even know if he's gonna get a coordinator job. No, Ron will probably, at worst case scenario, have to take a year. Now he might. I'm not gonna tell you he can't get a defensive coordinator, secondary, linebackers coach. I can't, because he's a good guy. Bless his soul, beat cancer, head coach, them days are over. And I damn sure better not see Jack Del Rio's old ass on anybody's sideline. That them day, it's over, man. You know, it's time for the young. it's a young man's game. Sometimes when it comes to coaching and not just playing, but coaches well too. Back to our coaches. We got sidetracked there a little bit on robberies, but back to the coaches um, and charges. Everybody beats them. Ain't no robbery anyway. They don't even have to they don't even respect them anyway. Um, I'm going to give you another one, but this is this, this we can put an asterisk to this one, pending on outcome. Because when we look at this schedule, we ain't talked about it, but you can look at that game in the Mercedes Superdome and say that might be a Black Monday game for either one of them coaches. That's Arthur Smith or both. and that's Dennis Allen. Well, this is what I will tell you because, remember, the segment was about who's going to be fired by the time we come in here. I will tell you this. If Atlanta loses that game to New Orleans, I think Arthur Smith, based off of Arthur Blank, one of my favorite owners in professional sports, and he's usually a patient guy, but due to the fact he didn't give him a boat of confidence back in like week 14 when he was asked the question week 15, they lose against the Saints. You haven't really – look, Arthur Smith – and don't feel sorry for him, man. You talk about the – if you look up at the definition of a trust fund, baby – Arthur Smith's picture would be there in the district's scenario. Now, that's unfair for me being in San Antonio, Texas, saying that on the mic when I don't know what this man has been through. But I know his dad's the founder of FedEx. OK, that's all I'm saying. He has. So don't feel sorry for him. You know, that's the his dad is the founder of FedEx. Have you seen the prices to send something second to third day air? If he loses, I think Arthur Smith, he gets the ax. If it ain't before two o'clock Central Standard Time, one o'clock, it's gonna be before five o'clock. We get out of here. That's what I believe. Tuesday at the latest. But we for this case of segment, I've got to put some chips on the table, and I would say now, if the Saints lose that, because I think Dennis, I think even if the Saints get a playoff spot and they go one and done or whatever, I still think Dennis Allen could be gone. I think he should. They need to turn the page. Mickey Loomis might survive because he's running the New Orleans Pelicans. Okay, and he's got to watch over Zion and his diet. But he's running the Saints, too. So he might survive, but I think it's time to clear out the last of the residue of the Sean Payton there in New Orleans and start fresh. So I would tell you that I think Dennis Allen's going to be fired regardless. I mean, if he wins, of course, he's not going to be fired money. But after he's exiting the playoffs, I think I'll make a change. But if the Atlanta Falcons lose that game, I would put Arthur Blank being gonzo on Monday. Um, You want to take a stab at somebody else before I go? I'm going to try to squeeze one more out.
1: This one c- could be a stretch, but Eber decision coming down this weekend or after this weekend
0: that's not so much of a stretch we, Let me see. we
1: don't when we talk about the Justin Fields piece we don't know what they're thinking and like'm I'm 100 I'm percent with you. I think this is kind of like uh, again go back two years ago now when Cleveland was ready to move on from Baker Mayfield but they weren't sure where they were going next. They were in. They were kind of caught in limbo with the Deshaun Watson. Well, what's Baker's trade value? And they took that all the way up to the NFL Combine.
0: And you think this is the same situation? as And there? I think
1: this is one of those kinds of things. Now they now they can't sit around too long because they have to. Because as we get to Black Monday, usually by the following week we start to have jobs getting filled. Sometimes. So yeah. they can't sit around too long because they might miss out on their guy. And you're
0: saying, speaking again, the coach the Iberflus in Chicago. That's another one that has to have a disclaimer. If you're sticking with Justin Fields, the way they ended the season, most likely Iber Fliss is going to get another year if you're sticking with Justin Fields because I think he's earned that. I mean, they, he's, they've they earned that to a certain extent in the last four weeks of the season. Now, if they go beat Green Bay, which Green Bay is only a three-point favorite, by the way, at home, a slight field goal favorite, if they go beat Green Bay – Again, like I said in the first hour, are you really wanting to move on from a guy that went into Lambos because of Justin Fields, regardless what the generational talent of Kaylee was? I don't know. So to bring it back full circle, Jonas, no, I don't think a decision on Iberflitz, there's no way it's made Monday. It's not happening Monday because he could still be gone, but that's that's one of those because of how he finished. Now, if they would have stayed on that path and it just was a dumpster fire, then nah, it would have been uh, peace that Justin Fields and Eberflus decision I think is joint to him. I know you disagreed with me the other day, but I feel like if you're going to move on from Justin Fields and you're going to pick Caleb Williams, Pennick Jr., Drake May at number 1, you need to get an offense, you need to you need to have a clean slate. If you stick with Justin Fields, then you can make arguments that Eberflus is going to get at least another year. Now, what David Burns is saying about um Ron Rivera being he's still going to get a coaching job in that Eberfish probably won't get another head coaching job right after that, but I think Eberfish will get a defensive coordinator job if he wants to continue coaching. Not a head coach job, not saying he never will get another one again. I'm safe to say Ron Rivera is never getting a head coach again, a job again. But Eberfish would land on his feet as a coordinator uh, position. One more before we move on. Let me think. Um and then I will get to maybe because we talked about maybe some shockers. Um I don't know if I could really say that there is a, another one that I can think of that would happen Monday. Because there's going to be a surprise and there's going to be a couple. one. I think that's why I went with Ron Revere because that was just the layup. I could be missing somebody. Because keep in mind, we've already had two, we've had Frank Wright. And we've had uh, stand, uh, the Chargers, Brandon State. So we're already down two. And,
1: well, and, and we had McDaniel. So we we're actually three. three. Yeah. Um, one more that I think could be Black Monday, and this again could be dependent on this how this outcome goes or not. But Todd Bowles, because Baker was on a one year deal, he's earned himself another opportunity elsewhere, if not in Tampa Bay and a decent paycheck at that. I'm not saying he's a $40 million quarterback, but 25 to 30. Oof. Um, Oof. Uh-huh. And, and then where, if Mike Evans decides to move off in post, in, in, in the, in the postseason, uh, the defense has looked okay, uh, pretty good actually for, for most of the year. But what's, what's really left, and if they're looking at a rebuild, do you want to take Todd Bowles through that? And what are you really doing at quarterback? So if they don't win the South... Todd Bowles on Monday.
0: Um, and I would probably come in here with the leather jacket and the black glove and the Black Panther jacket. If Todd Bo- uh, Yeah, if Todd yeah. – um, look, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you no way, but I honestly – come on, man. For them to be in playoff contentions and really f- competing for this division, post-Tom Brady, first year post-Tom Brady – he was done dirty in, in the Jets in New York. He really was. Oh, we're going to trade mango off. We're going to clear this gap, Todd. And, oh, trust me, son. You're going to go ahead and end. They did all that. Oh, you're fired. Sorry. And then he got another t- opportunity. Okay. This would be double dog dirty if they didn't. No, no. And Baker 2530? No. Baker's not. Let me tell you something. If he gets 25 to 30, it'll be from Tampa. It ain't going to be – and I think Baker has earned the right. They can still go draft a quarterback, but I think Baker is going to be the quarterback here. Next year is he go? Is he last past year? I think they will come together and take care of Baker. But I if he gets 25-30 Jonas, it's going to be Tampa Bay. It ain't going to be out of the free agency. But I think he is going to be stay with Tampa Bay. No, I think if you're Tampa and the Glazer family, you're that family, and you've been through the Tom Brady. It hasn't been that. You're gonna you're gonna ride it one more one more year. Mike Evans, I he's been trying to work on that contract for a year. I think Mike Evans gone. Mike Evans is going to be an arrowhead. Kansas City. Yeah. yeah, I hate to admit it, but I think that might be the case. You listen to the sports grind today. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer, Spin the One and Twos. We'll be back.
1: Got your girl in my section
0: finna go up. up. Smoking loud. All right, back here on the sports grind Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing Spinning the One and Twos. Excuse me. Today's show was presented by Doseckis Get a Dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be presented by and sponsored by zing zang two words a key to any perfect cocktail and that is zing zang make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks they come in different flavors but whatever you do make sure you don't forget to zing zang responsibly that is zing zang official sponsor of the sports grind yeah that was i, I definitely wanted to have that that discussion uh today because i know that was going to be uh coming in here monday um casey rob messaged me um Arthur Smith kind of like what we we kind of talked about um and then uh Dennis Allen yeah those are two that we covered uh Rob but um those are going to be the ones like I said if you know <clears throat> if Atlanta loses I think there's a chance that he could be waxed on Monday uh, I think he even if it don't happen Monday he probably could still be gonzo and Dennis Allen I think if they with a playoff opportunity on the line if they go lose at home to the Falcons yeah that that could be that could definitely be Monday. um, but for some of the the surprises um, coach Wines, before we move on um, if we want to go big game hunting on a surprise, and I don't think this would be one of those that come Monday, yeah for, but it would be so not for Black Monday. Um. Yeah. I, well, I would. Yeah. If we move on from Black Monday, but just say at some point in the week, um, I would say definitely you'd have the, the one surprise would probably be it wouldn't be a big surprise to me, but it'd be one of those wow would probably be Pete Carroll. Um. But again, I say that, and I it's, it's kind of almost the same thing. Not as much, uh, you know, not that much respect over, but it's still somewhat respected. I put the same way like Bill Belichick. I think Pete Carroll. And his relationship with the owner and the GM, I think that's one of those that, uh, I don't know, that's not really a firing. I I think if if you look at it, Bill Belichick, Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll, guys that have been in question this year, those are all mutual decide the part ways. But I think, so you tomato, tomato, you can still call it that they were firing technically, they're just doing this for the PR, that's mutual, but I definitely think Pete Carroll, watch that situation. Um, Yeah, I, I, and, and Mike Tomlin, um, you know, I know, you know, Travis Kelsey was on his brother's podcast, and I know Travis was coming out saying he was disgusted, he can't believe parts of the media are calling for Tomlin's job, but that that's one of those that I doubt it very seriously, man. I mean, I think they made the coordinator switch. You know, Pickett, you know, some people are already out on Pickett. I'm going to give him another year with this coordinator, them because you do see improvements in the last few weeks in their offense. Um, but I, I don't think Tomlin, it, it would be one of those mutual things. One more, but you got one you want to add? Well, a quick question um, would be – you can look
1: at the picket thing oh. and say, okay, Mike Tomlin hasn't been able to, to find a Even over the last five or six years, drafting Mason Rudolph, um, bringing in Trubisky, he hasn't been able to work on a plan after Big Ben. But there's a GM in place in Pittsburgh. It's not like New England to where Bill is the GM. So would Omar Khan lose his job first for the picket pick? maybe even Pickens' attitude, because um, you spent a second round, I believe a second round pick on him. Um, would, would, they, would they make a GM tra- change before you could see them moving on from Mike Tomlin?
0: No, because I don't really think they need to make a GM trade. I, I think, first of all, the Pittsburgh Steelers never made it a priority to try to get a quarterback while Ben was playing the last few years of his career. Pickett was – that draft they drafted, Pickett was their really first – I don't count Mason Rudolph, man. Pickett was their first really, like, we need a quarterback, we're going to get a quarterback. I think the general manager, for the most part, um, has done a pretty good job. I just think – so to answer your question, no. I don't think – Pittsburgh is – the Rooney family does not make a lot of decisions and changes. And, and that's why I think it was such a big deal that they made a move – even with a coordinator in season, you know I know that year there was some controversy with Todd Haley when Todd Haley was their coordinator and he was bumping heads with Ben and play calling got took. They've gone through some stuff like that, but but no, I don't think the GM in Pittsburgh's trouble. I'd be I'd be surprised. I'd be borderline shocked if that happened. But go ahead.
1: Okay, one more and Scott uh-huh. kind of stealing my thunder here on Facebook uh-huh. chat, but uh, Sean McDermott. Yes, yeah, his Scott, seat, his his seat was pretty warm. Throughout the season, now he too made the coordinator change necessary, Uh Uh, but we've seen the defense has kind of backslid without Leslie Frazier. Uh Now that could be a McDermott Leslie Frazier maybe friction. Uh, Ownership could kind of see that and maybe want to make a change. Uh, Josh Allen again, you know, didn't make the Pro Bowl this year. It has been better down the stretch, but would you if if the Bills and that might be contingent on missing the playoffs. But if the Bills miss the playoffs could they move on from Sean McDermott
0: Yeah, I mean I had him in August. It's one of my surprise the, the one that looked closely to this because I think it's about Josh Allen. Um it's about the it's not that Doug McDermott can't coach or he can't get whatever. It's about that you can't run the risk of <clears throat> ruining and wasting not ruining, let me rephrase that's the wrong word to use. You can't waste Josh Allen's prime years. and Josh Allen is in his prime years right now. And again, I know like I said there's only one other guy I know that's in the in the, that's in the industry uh, in the sports talk industry that beats this drum maybe as much as I do and that's Colin Cowherd in regards to the offensive minded coach. Um, because I do, I don't beat it as hard as he does. Because I, I mean, I don't think that's just the being the being of everything. But I do feel that McDermott being a defensive, and you look around and you see these offensive coordinators getting these jobs. So to Scott, that's checking in and says Buffalo's coach with a loss missed the playoffs. Uh, yeah, that won't be Monday though. That that and, and to be honest with you, that's one of those that that's like that might be two weeks down the road. I would put that one on Monday. Nah. Because if you're going to
1: fire him in two weeks, you already know where you're sitting with Sean McDermott.
0: I, I, well, I I might be stretching it two weeks, but that's not. I mean, that could be coming midweek next, a week from today. That's not happening on Monday. It's not. Even if they go and lose Miami, they would have to go out and get like a sixty burger put on them, and really like lay it down for them to be that. Discuss- that's not. You're not. They're not making a haste decision like that. Because I. Because I promise you this. Even if there's rumblings and saying, hey, should we go this way? If they do, do we need to make a change? You know, the offense, we had a fire coordinator. Buffalo doesn't know who they have in mind. See, the teams that are going to go ax on Monday, those coaches, those GMs and owners pretty know, or if the GM don't survive, the ownership knows what direction or who they've been flirting or having back channels go. Buffalo could make a change. They don't have no idea who they would want to go seek and get. And, and, you know, you got to think, they got this new stadium coming. I mean, I'm the one that kind of said what Scott's saying now. bring? I said this back in August, September, that I thought he might be like, look, he's not going to get forever with Josh Allen. He's not. Whether that comes now, whether next year, because even if he survives, and let's say they do miss the playoffs, and it's crazy, like I said a couple segments ago, their scenario going into that Miami game really sums up their whole season. Like, you could go from winning the AFC East again And being three and four years in a row you won the AFC or you could just go and miss the playoffs and that's kind of the up and down. And at the same time, if they get in, who in the AFC is lining up to play Buffalo that quick? I, I mean, whether it's in there and Bill's Mafia on the road and Josh Allen. And I know you were playing out a scenario here. Depends on what happens, you know, but there could be a scenario that Buffalo, if they don't win the game, but they still make the playoffs, they might be going to Arrowhead week one. You know, if the season ended today, that's where it would be. Mm. And you mean to tell me Kansas City, who's what lost damn near? I mean, with the Raiders game, they almost on the verge of lost damn near three games out of four last home games. I don't know you know about that But definitely McDermott Win or lose Mr. Plow, That's not coming down Monday Now the one that I was going to go to Which Casey Rob messaged me And he kind of beat me a little bit to the punch But I was thinking the same thing Casey Rob's thinking Which is true Um, It ain't Monday But I've also said watch this scenario Because I believe this is who the man up in Foxborough Have his eyes on And that's Mike Brabel in Tennessee Um but that wouldn't be a firing, that would be more of a trade. You think that That's you- yeah, possibly that could be a firing, but I think if Tennessee does not and, and I've heard that Tennessee is not looking to get rid of him, but I things are things can happen, but I think that definitely um Tennessee probably would not fire him because they know exactly if they fire him, where well, there's good chance that he could end up laning in New England. Because I think Robert Kraft, I think the reports are true, and it's been like that for the last couple of years. Mayo is supposed to be the guy that's going to take over Bill, but I think that if Mike Vrabel would be available, or Bill Belichick, or or you know, because uh, think about this. Bill, Robert Crabb could sit there and do this as a flip. He could move Bill Belichick for a pick because he's got him under contract and Bill's going to do a solid for him. And, hey, I'll go ahead and, you know, yeah, I'll send you where you want to go. Do they want to do business? Whatever. And then take that pick and flip it around and call Tennessee and be like, hey, man, what do y'all want for Vrabel? And I think that Tennessee, as much as they like Vrabel there, if you threw some picks at them, they let they part ways with Vrabel. You know, and see who's going to come in and take over Levitt, see what you got Levitt's. But I would put a percentage on that at about will being outright fired, and that wouldn't be Monday. That would be one of those weekly things and later on in the week or next week. I would put that maybe about like 15%. Um, you know, it's just, I've, you know, that's why I try to tell Adam McGuire last year they've been rebuilding or retooling on the cool. And, and I just think, honestly, you know, they just, uh, they really, they they held on to Derrick Henry one year too long. I, I, that was one of the one decisions in this whole going into the season from a team standpoint out of 32 teams that I just felt like, you know, it was the narrative, and it's like, it's the same narrative that's going like, oh, Bill's out. Everybody thinks Bill's out. Then, nope. oh, everybody, Sean's about to clean house and trade. Everybody's a deadline for the Broncos. Nobody got moved. It's one of these that, oh, Everything, you know, like, hey, everything, Derrick Henry, this is it. They can get this. They're going to trade him on draft day, whatever. And Derrick Henry comes, and even though he made the Pro Bowl, that's just one of those that hung on too long. But, again, ownership can say, hey, that guy's not playing another uniform. You know, we want him to stay here. Now, why Jerry didn't do that to Emmitt Smith, we don't know. But, you know, you get the drift. Um, But variable, yeah. And and the other thing about it is, too, uh, just one other point from this and move on if this is part of Robert Kraft's plan to try to get a pick for Bill Belichick same thing we say about players like what owners or GMs really but all this noise for the last going into the season of the year about Bill Belichick this is it this is it Robert Kraft is disgusted we were in Germany and Robert Kraft got mad Who's really giving up picks for Bill if you think that this is the end of the road for them anyway? That's another part of that whole scenario, if you really think about it. Um, if everybody in the league and owners think that dude, this is he's gonna get lost anyway. So why are you calling me up and seeing if you can get a second round pick or a first round pick for Bill Belichick? Because but, it's
1: about it's about beating the market.
0: Good point. True. Good point. Yeah.
1: I mean that, that that's why the Bears traded for Montez Sweat like they did because then they could turn they would turn around and pay him and they didn't have to go through the free agency bidding True. and that's the courting and let somebody else steal him from him.
0: Good take, Jonas. What's the fire? One or 2024 so far. It's a good point. Um, you know, I, I just don't. And and again, we might come in here Monday and it might just be which is never that quiet. I, I, I'm pretty safe to say we should have a one or two. Rivera Rivera's gone. Yeah, Rivera's gone. There's been some bloodbaths on Mondays over the last decade, though I can remember. There's been some tough. There's been some like five guys out, six. Guys. I don't think we're into nothing like that, but yeah, Ron, Ron Rivera might. That that. You know what? I'll tell you that right, right now. That's football Sunday night in America. Like when the last game, like before the Buffalo and Miami game kicks off, that will be. But I will tell you. Before the guy signs off on the wrong witching hour, the red zone, the final red zone of the regular season, before he gets out of the witching hour, the three o'clock games, that could be done,
1: and that would kind of be smart on the new team ownership too, because Ron Rivera, again, a very likable guy, a good story, and you just kind of, you get to have that piece lost in what happens on Sunday night football, and before the action happens on Monday.
0: And what I am going to predict on this as well, too, and I was going to kind of save this for Monday uh, because we'll talk about the national championship game on Monday. There's going to be a bidding war. I I believe there's going to be a legit bidding war between uh, for Coach Harbaugh in Michigan. I I think for him hiring the same agent, um, he hired an NFL agent. I think he hired the same agent that Sean had or some other agent he hired. With the possible sanctions or whatever coming down. And I said this the day he left the 49ers. I said he will be back. He is not going to lose to his brother in a Super Bowl or not. There's unfinished business. And I said the day he wins the national title, he is gone. And I thought he was going to be gone even before then. There will be a bidding war. And I think and we're going to find out from Trust Fund Baby, Mark Davis, and cheapskate Spano family in L.A. with the Chargers. It's time to get in the, p- the, the piggy bank and the box and the CDs and cash them in. And it should be a bidding war between those two, the, two those two franchises. Um, I, I've heard some local media in Denver even talking about, well, you know, Pinner Group, the, Harbaugh was their first choice. but they go one and done and Sean and get? I feel like smacking. I'm telling you, man, I'm keeping receipts. I'm keeping receipts for Bronco sixty, Bronco fifty, OJ's white Bronco. I'm keeping receipts for everybody. That I mean, in, if they beat the rate, like what do y'all want in the first year in regards to that? non win, like this is absurd to think that they would go at all one and done with like no. Man, I'm damn like, like how much I know. Pinter Group got some long money, that Walmart money. But damn, how many buyouts y'all want him to do in a damn 12, 18 months? You know. But, um, big boy bidding war, man. Big bidding war. And I will tell you this: Harbaugh is going to get to pick his GM too. I'll go on the record saying that. It, it normally you pick the GM, the coach pick, if he leaves, and I think this is the time to leave, because he's either going to leave or he's going to get the richest coaching contract in college football history. But we got to sit here and hurry up and get the likeness and control this because we got to put a cap on this. And we got guys that's about to get about a buck fifty to two hundred to coach in college football. But that's where I have to see on that. Okay, real quick. I know we got caught up in that. It's nothing wrong with that. NFL foundation picks, uh, they'll be out uh, tomorrow morning. I'll get those out. We're going to finish strong. Probably going to be a four card, 14, 16 card, possibly. Then Monday, we have the final edition of the foundation picks on college. We'll be picking that national championship game with the spread. We'll get into that on Monday. Uh, real quick, before we get out of here, just real quick NBA wise. Um, Tonight, like I said, alluded to, you've got Knicks versus 76ers. Uh, what's some other notable games that we have uh, tonight on the docket as well? Uh, Jonas, when you look at the, can the Lakers, the Lakers, can they stop the bleeding against Memphis? I think they have Memphis coming in town with L.A. The whole building's burning for L.A. Everybody's talking about Darwin Ham losing confidence in the locker room. Uh, who else is on the docket for tonight, NBA-wise? Uh, Timberwolves at Rockets. Clippers at Pelicans.
1: Thunder and that's that's Nets is pretty interesting. Of course, Grizzlies like the Lakers. Um, Raptors at Kings. I mean, is this the last time we see Pascal Siakam with the Raptors? Uh, How close
0: are we to the trade deadline? We're we creeping we've still up. Still about a,
1: about a month, oh, yet, yeah, a month and a couple weeks. But they've already moved Ananobi. He's over there with the Knicks. That looks like it's working out for them. Uh, nah, a-
0: Siakam is one of those. They'll take that up to the deadline, or either trade him in the off season. I, I think Siakam, he won't be moving until maybe the last minute to the off season. But they are shaking and baking. They acquired Barrett, but just, yeah, whatever. Hawks and Pacers gets us tipped off tonight, and that's a pretty good one. Hmm, okay. All right, man, that is a wrap for today and the week. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark, San Antonio, El Paso, Aveline, Lubbock, people up in the Mile High City in Denver, people up in Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off Monday morning for you hit the snooze button and for you off the rack, just ask yourself. you grind in Peace. See you all Monday.
2: the biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.